So, disclaimer about this episode of Attack of the Killer podcast. We are claiming we're doing biker movies on the show, but are they truly biker movies? I mean, not a single one of them has the song Bad at the Bone on the soundtrack. <laughs> but yet, that's what we're doing. Biker movie, biker horror on this episode of Attack of the Killer podcast. Attention planet Earth and beyond. Stay tuned for Attack of the Killer Welcome, all you road hogs, to another episode of <laughs> Attack of the Killer Podcast. I am Insane Mike, your gang leader, on this ride down this long, winding road. This episode is 266, and we're calling it Biker Horror. We will be discussing horror movies that featuring featuring bikers. <laughs> now, if you've never listened to the show before... Attack of the Killer podcast is a horror movie podcast where a group of friends, we get together and we BS about horror movies. We pick some kind of weird topic, like biker horror, and talk about movies that fit within that topic, kind of. We speak openly and freely, so there may be spoilers. Ah, <laughs> spoilers. Ah, that's a, that's a vehicle thing. Oh, yeah. Got it. If you like the show, you should really consider becoming an attacker. What's an attacker? I'll tell you. An attacker is a very special fan of the show that helps support us, and in return, you get access to all kinds of cool extra content. You can get a membership card, certificate, and sticker. You can get a, even a t-shirt if you want to. You can get original art by me called Mikey's Monsters, where I draw you as a monster of my choice. All kinds of cool physical stuff, but that's not all. You can get bonus episodes. You can get early access to these episodes. You can get videos like Killer Critiques, Insane Mike's One Minute Top Ten List, video updates. When you become an attacker, you are more than just a fan, but you become basically part of the Attack of the Killer podcast family. And we prove that by giving you shout-outs on the show. Uh, you get special invites to different special events we do, such as our monthly horror hangout that we do once a month on Skype where we share our horror collections with each other. Uh, so much great stuff you get, and all you have to do is go to jointheattackers.com, pick the tier you like, and don't donate to get the perks you want. Again, the site is, it's all one word, jointheattackers.com. As our biker gang, the podcasters, uh, we uh, exit the bar and we climb onto our hogs and begin to ride off. I want leather jackets. We, we'll get leather jackets. <laughs> All right. That's right. So this here is the podcast gang. He got kicked out of his other biker gang because the gang all revved their engines at the same time and he shouted, let's synchronize our cycles. Andy. <laughs> hey, everybody. Anything for the crew? <laughs> he was at his cousin's bar mitzvah when four members of a skinhead biker gang bursted in and started causing trouble. It got put to an end quickly, though. The rabbi stepped in and had the four skins removed right away. Jason! Oh my goodness. <laughs> wow. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm glad you're here. Unfortunately, Tad couldn't make it with, for this episode. Uh, we did find an amazing replacement, though. 
He was going to ride his bike to the four-wheeler rally, but he didn't end up going because he was just too tired. That's right, the one, the only, Mike Reap the Reapster. Woo! Well, thank you. Thank you for having me on. Thanks for coming back, man. Love it when you're on the show. Heck yes. What's been new with you? What's going on, man? Oh, not much. Just uh, getting through the summer, sweating my ass off, and <laughs> just trying to watch a few movies here and there. Yep. Awesome. That's about, that's about us all we do, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you're here. It's been too long. Yes. Well, thank you. It has long. been. Yep. Now, Shudder is the streaming service for any and, or, any and every horror fan. If you're not subscribed to Shudder yet, what are you waiting for? Like a free month or something? All right, fine. Today's your lucky day. We here at Attack Killer Podcast are going to give you a month for free. All you got to do is enter our promo code AOTKP, and you can start your trip with the best in horror. Again, that promo code is AOTKP. Get your first month for free. You're going to get hooked. Trust me, the shutter is awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Now the, that I've said my piece... It is time to find out what the podcast crew has been watching. Well, obviously, besides the movies for the episode. Here's Jason this time around with What We Watched. What We Watched. All right. Let's kick it off with our guest of honor, Reeb. What have you been watching, buddy? I've been watching a few things here and there. Let's see here. Um, actually, I uh, got to finally make it to the uh, theater and got to see Black Phone. Yes. Mm. Which, holy crap, that, that uh, I took my uh, son and I. We went to go see that, and that was a really, really good movie, really well done. And, wow, I was kind of surprised. That was a mean movie, though. It was. It was. It was like, and it's, man, the, watching these kids fight in this movie, holy crap, there's some oh, brutal yeah. shit. And I love the fact how, like, the movie, the movie took place, like, in the 70s without beating you over the head about it being in the 70s. Yep. Well, I think, like, with the exception of, like, one scene, but, you know, Fox on the Run will do that for any movie, so. Um, and then, see here, been filling a few, like, uh, blank spots of some stuff I just have never seen. I finally watched Doomsday for the first time. Freaking awesome. Oh, the um, good uh, um, Neil Marshall flick. Yeah, Neil Marshall movie. Yeah. Uh, finally saw The Hidden, The Brain, um, and I was going to run to finally watching Lords of Salem. Yay. Oh, yeah. oh nice. W- Love that. Which, holy crap, that was probably th- well done Rob Zombie on that one. That was yeah, that's really, my... really, because yeah, it felt total 70s. Yeah, if he, he, he did the 70s thing. If he's going for that feel, that slow burn 70s cult movie, that hit it on the head really, really well. But and then um, one other I'm going to mention though, uh, uh, when I got a whole bunch of vinegar syndrome stuff, um, the one that really stood out though was uh, the Laughing Dead. Hmm. Anybody ever see that one? Isn't that like a haven't? Um, oh my god, an Asian film from the late '80s? No, no, um, it's not an Asian film. It takes place oh. like in where these uh, people wind up down in South America or Mexico or something like that. Demons, castle, priest mm. with the kid out of wedlock and everything like that, and mm. switching of heart. I mean, the movie's nuts. It's <laughs> and it ends with like a kind of like a Mayan, like like that Mayan type basketball type game that they do. And 
yeah, the movie's just bonkers and effects. But what really made me want to see this movie is because uh, the makeup effects were uh, was uh, John Carl Beekler. Oh, sweet! Yeah, I love Beekler. Nice. So it's yeah, it, it's pretty pretty fantastic. It, it's just wild. It's the the first half hour is kind of kind of slow going, but yeah, then it just gets batshit crazy and a lot of fun. <laughs> Um, so, and say, Mike, right. have you ever heard of the brain? <laughs> yes. And is that shameless plug time? Yeah, okay. always. All right. And honestly, I'd never actually seen the brain until I had the <laughs> um, amazing fortune to edit the bonus features for the uh, for the Blu-ray release um, from nice. the Arrow. God, I don't even remember now. Was it Scream Factory? Crap. <laughs> That's... That's why you're getting fired. hired again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I edited the uh all the bonus features for for that disc. So which um was a lot of fun and you know, great excuse to finally see the movie, but some cool uh some cool features on that disc, uh some, you know, interviews with the oh, uh, with the one with the one guy, I can't remember the actor's name. Canadian guy, it was a Canadian production, <laughs> but uh Canadian guy Wayne, played Santa Claus. Wayne Gretzky. And, no, he played Santa Claus in that uh, Christmas horror story or whatever that was called. The one Goldberg. Christmas Evil. No, it, it came out a few years ago. Oh, a Christmas horror story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Where he played Santa Claus and he fought Krampus, and it was yeah. an anthology film. You know what I'm talking about. Anyway, his wife was a reindeer fucking snow whore. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> the brain. Cool movie. Very awesome disc. Definitely pick it up. I, I just love that. I just love that male nurse and that. Uh, That's who it is. That's who I'm talking okay, about. Okay, yeah, that and guy. that guy. Oh my god! Why, you know that that poor fat guy. He had to run through that entire movie, up and down steps, up and down <laughs> oh. steps. I, it's a torture poor film. God. <laughs> All right. Well, insane Mike, what have you been watching? Oh, uh, I did finally. <laughs> thank God, finished uh, the boys season three. Thank goodness, you yeah, boy. Oh, so good. Get decent closure too. Oh yeah, and, you know, just in case it ends, I think it was all right. Oh, you mean if if it if just it, in case, or did it get picked up? I don't remember. I'm pretty sure it's going to get picked up. I um, think it should. Yeah, um, man, it was good. I mean, considering they also did that new animated short series based on mm-hmm. based in that universe, and then they've and I I've heard they have already agreed to do a spinoff of it. Uh, called like I think it's called like fraternity or something like that, um, which is I won't get into it, but it, you know it's it's based off of a particular storyline out of the books. But uh, yeah, oh man, it was awesome! Such a great, such a great uh, show. What a great Jen, season! And Jensen Jensen Ackles was oh, yeah. just terrific. He's awesome. Yeah, everybody was awesome in this. Can ask who your favorite character. Is on the show. Who do you root for? Who do you love? That's tough because you, there's you, not very anyone many. Anyone care about A Train? You know, like what? Uh, <laughs> I okay. Well, his well the, the way he's well the way his character is evolving. I'm kind of getting better. It's evolving. Getting better. Yeah, he's not there yet, but no. He's. I think that one scene. And again, I, I'll try not to get spoilery. Spoilery, because you know I can mess that up, but. Yep. Uh, that scene, that confrontation there between Huey and him, where he finally says he's sorry, yeah, and it comes off like dickish at first, but then like he breaks down and yeah. he almost starts crying, apologizing because now he knows 
what it's like to to lose to lose yep. somebody you love. So, yeah, and and then what he does right after that's pretty awesome too. But <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, but yeah. wow, uh, <laughs> yeah, I would love to see the Flash do that. Um, right, uh, but yeah. I, I obviously, um, it's tough. It's tough. Uh, to pick a favorite, I, I always want to root for, and this is probably my childhood speaking uh, for my love of G.I. Joe and my favorite character from G.I. Joe being Snake Eyes, the one you never see his face and you never hear him talk. So Black mm-hmm. Noir was yeah. always been my favorite. Oh, and this season just had to and, amplify that with the madness that's going on with and, him. Well, you finally get some more insight oh, of that character God. and his persona and that he's kind of just batshit crazy. And it makes which him makes even me, better. I know. I love him <laughs> yeah. even more. And... The one, the one scene, the one, the one scene where you get the the backstory on why he wears his mask all the time. Yeah, I'm I. Yeah, I'm like, did his (laughs) careful? Uh, we'll talk about it later. Anyway, the boys, the boys, season three is great. I'm glad you're liking it. Um, yeah, it was a little because the final scene of season two almost turned me off. That's what it sounded like. You know, just. Him, Homelander, why, just why? Why do you have to go there? Him jerking off on top of a building saying you can do whatever you want. That just was seemed too excessive for excessive <laughs> like We sake. all know that. You yeah. don't have to do that. You don't gotcha. have to do that. Um, anyway, but, you know, it was a great season. And really the only thing I feel like I've had a chance to watch lately is, um, and basically watched it just so I can have something to talk about on what we watched, but I watched that uh, Wrong Turn remake. Oh, which is a movie uh. that is has the very misfortune of being called Wrong Turn. Oh, okay. The movie I would think would get a lot more attention and a lot more care and love if it was called something else, because it is not anywhere near a Wrong Turn movie. But what it does end up doing is pretty interest, pretty cool, pretty interesting. Like I was starting to get a little bored. Um, probably about the, the, the second act. And then, well, actually this movie feels like it's got 20, a 20 act structure. It just, (laughs) every time you think it's going to wrap up, they, there's like a whole new thread that starts happening. But, uh, but the concept of where, where they were going with it, I, I thought was pretty cool. I really enjoyed, you know, a little, um, uh, Stockholm syndrome going on in it. And, um, yeah, some, it was was pretty neat, and I think the movie would have, would be way more successful if they didn't call it Wrong Turn because everybody everybody's going to go in with a different expectation for it. So I recommend checking it out, going in knowing that it is called a Wrong Turn in name only. I wouldn't even call it a remake. All righty, all right. Well, how about you, Andrew W. Awesome? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, uh, I had finished uh, The Boys a long time ago, but I will <laughs> say that my favorite uh, character, it, 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 this, this season definitely is Soldier Boy. I freaking yeah. think that guy's hilarious. You know, it's just like just some of his, some of his lines in there and just some of the stuff that he does is, you know, awesome. Like, uh, you want to know what I do when I'm sad or scared? 
fucking nothing because I'm not a fucking pussy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, uh, Jensen Ackles, you know. I just loved him yeah. since Supernatural, but oh, I'll move on. Um, finally, um, caught up and saw everything everywhere all at once. Yeah. Um, yeah. Unlike anything I've ever seen, um, I won't go too far into it, um, but. Just everybody in it, I absolutely loved. Um, it, uh, you gotta, you gotta pay attention. I will say that. Um, but I mean, James Hong, David Lopan, you beautiful, beautiful man, still, you know, <laughs> kicking out awesome movies at ninety-three years old and still up and active and you know able to move around. That's so awesome. Um, and has a and has a star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Nice. You just got um, that not too long ago. I got a few. Th- I got a lot of things in from uh, Vinegar Syndrome, and for the I watched it for the first time, and it surprised me. Um, being okay now that the dialogue and the acting are not great, but um, there's you know it's got it's a mo- it's a horror movie that's got you know TNA in it, but the gore in it is actually really good and. Uh, it is called Fle- Flesh Eater: Revenge of the Living Dead. Flesh Guess Eater, is. isn't that? Your it's the Bill Hinsman film. Oh, is it's, oh the Bill Hinsman movie? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I have the DVD yeah. of that, the Media Blasters disc. It, I yeah. love that movie. The, it, acting is so bad in it, but oh, it's it terrible. is so much fun. I love it, and just yeah. the balls to try to uh, make his own version of night of living dead with like uh, as a sequel with just bringing back his character from the mm-hmm. from the cemetery but however um if you're if you're interested mike the uh, vinegar syndrome has it out on 4k and blu-ray oh. and it looks pretty darn good so um i enjoyed it i'm glad i bought it um it'll it'll go up on the shelf i i think it's pretty cool um, and I took uh, Brian Clark's advice, and I bought the two disc set of Hard Rock Zombies and uh, Slaughterhouse Rock. I have not watched Slaughterhouse Rock, but I did watch Hard Rock Zombies, and he and it is just as batshit as he described it to be. <laughs> I still have not seen Hard Rock Zombies, and another show that I listened to um, uh, uh, just recently did a review on Hard Rock Zombies, and it's it does sound freaking amazing. We may have to do it on our show. I'm Uh-oh. just warning you now. Um, yeah, it's just it's about a heavy metal band um, in a conservative small town, and they don't want them there. And you have, I can't, you know, you've got Phil Fondacaro dressed up in like Nazi gear with an eye patch. Um, <laughs> you have a werewolf grandmother. Um, who is Eva Braun, by the way, and the grandfather that that's, that's this place that they're staying at turns out to be uh, Adolf Hitler in disguise. I'm not making this up. Um, <laughs> you just have to watch this car crash to believe us. And it's and it's not it's not a bad movie. It's obviously not to be taken seriously when you have a basically. I think this might be. Uh, the first appearance of the the werewolf woman of the SS because um, this woman turns into a werewolf in her wheelchair and it's Eva Braun. And 
Yeah, it's they got to lure the zombies away with the rock and roll, and it's just it's a weird fucking movie. <laughs> but um, I did learn uh, one thing I learned about that movie from this other show is uh, that scenes from uh, scene, scenes of Hard Rock Zombies was shot for the sole purpose of being played like on a drive-in movie screen for a different movie and it was never meant to be a complete film but they just decided huh. to complete it anyway wow that's nice. probably why that. it just goes off the rails and does so many random things i'm not surprised you've got a lot of mullets in this movie um <laughs> It's 80s, you know, it's not even, I wouldn't even call it hair metal. It's <laughs> it's just a goddamn strange movie. I mean, I, I, I was entertained by it because, I mean, there are so many just bizarre plot twists. You know, I was not expecting a werewolf grandmother in a wheelchair, and <laughs> I sure as hell wasn't expecting a guy, you know, being Adolf Hitler. So, um... Adolf Hitler, werewolf, rock and roll, metal exploitation, Nazi movie, I guess, if that's what you want to call it. Yeah, it's nice. weird. Speaking of more weird, I because I'm just drawn to these movies. Um, you have a very, very, very shot on video movie from 1992 called Ninja Zombie. What? Oh, yeah. I need to see this. Um, there was only two or three copies left when I think maybe four copies, but left when I bought it. It might be gone now, but it's uh, it's an Agfa uh, Bleeding Skull release. Oh, very cool. Um, since I can't really describe it to you just off the top of my head, I'll just read the back for you real quick, and then I'll pass it on. Um, black vest, no shirt, no fear, no rules. Young karate expert Jack is stabbed through the heart by the vile. Oh, Jesus. How do you spell Spithrachni? Bless you. A, a martial arts cultist with a spider drawn on his face. Luckily, yeah, luckily, um, local voodoo master tennis enthusiast Brother Banjo revives Jack from the dead to seek revenge as Ninja Zombie. Shot on Super 8 in Chicago and never released on any format, Ninja, Jom Ninja Zombie is an unrelating ruckus of supernatural threats and high-kicking vengeance. If you've ever wished for the mutant mix of the Toxic Avenger 1980s Marvel comics and a 12-year-old's unfiltered imagination, prepare to meet your new favorite movie. Mike, I need to see this now. It is freaking absurd it's <laughs> hilarious um it is horribly acted horrible dialogue um just <laughs> mike's I, like it I, sounds perfect yeah sounds like i think i think that the trailer like should the be on um uh on vinegar syndrome's website but i i saw it you know you see this zombified you know guy in like uh uh, kind of like a biker vest and he's you know on like a three-wheeler and he's like you know ninja kicking people and doing all this shit and it's just like he's looking for his lost love and the person who holds this ring controls him and yeah it's 
yeah, I've had a, like a double dose of weird between this and Hard Rock Zombies, but uh, yeah, and turns out I watched even a weirder zombie movie, but we're going to be talking about that later. So yeah, I had like a I had like a triple feature of zombie weird shit. Um, awesome. Sounds like a but, hell of a weekend. Hell yeah. Right? Um, but yeah, those are, those are the ones that I wanted to talk about. I've got plenty more of my vinegar syndrome, uh, to dive into like, you know, the documentary on wave productions, which is a whole other crazy damn story. Yeah. I brought that but, up a few episodes back on what we watched. I can't wait uh, for you mail to order see that. Murder? Yes. It's awesome. Yes. I can't wait for you I've, to see it. I've, I've watched most of it, oh, uh, but okay. I haven't got all the way through it, but it, it's, I, it's I, good. I, I so want to see all those movies that they made. Sorority Slaughter is on my list. So I want to see that one where it's a woman putting a guy in her mouth, like that, oh. ge- like that little guy. That little guy, they do like some amazing, like oh, it's like, horrible, like split effects. screen, green screen effects. To, but the thing is, I mean, this was, was part of the. Yeah, it was all the Dire Straits um, productions that part of it. Like people would they they say okay. They would write in and say, "What do you what What do you want to see? Give us money, and we'll record it for you. And then you know, uh, you, you'll of course you know front the money for us to make this, and then we'll sell it. You know." And apparently, somebody had the idea. I want to see a woman who shrinks people down to size, and then just that way that she can eat people. And I want to her to eat men and I want her to eat naked women. And I want her to just, mm-hmm. yeah. And these, and these titles hmm. would sell out, uh, in, um, uh, Fangoria just like, you know, when they're, when they're $30 a pop back in the day for VHS and then, Somebody would buy, you know, one person would buy it, and then there'd, there'd be like 20 orders for this woman, you know, eating people, you know. And, it's, and, these, and these VHSs would sell like crazy, with, and the production value was just awful. Oh, yeah. It's all shot on VHS. Yeah. It's great stuff. Anyway, sorry. I'll pass it on. You're good. All right. So, Jason, what about you? Oh, man, I've What'd been watching watch? so much stuff. It's been crazy. I'll try to make it quick. So, I got to go to the theater. I haven't been in the theater so long. But uh, Spooty and Elgin and I went and saw Thor Love and Thunder. Nice. Oh, nice. It is one of the funniest <laughs> movies I've ever seen. I'm not kidding you. This movie is outstanding. I was, uh, the one before this one was called what? Um, I was iffy on it. I didn't love it necessarily really? like everyone did. Cause oh. Not just because everyone loved it. That'll make me not oh. like something. But I didn't, I don't know. It wasn't. Tatiki, though. Taika Waititi, yes. Yeah. And Him, too. Yep. Yeah, so, he and he's great, and everybody's great in it. I didn't even know Christian Bale was in this movie, and... I'm like, finally, a, a role that I really like it, him playing. <laughs> and then uh, my movie girlfriend, Natalie Portman, awesome. And, yeah, so good. I, I really loved it. It was, I'm not kidding, funniest movie of the year. Um, nice. I got to see Jurassic World Dominion. Quite enjoyed that. Good seeing the two crews getting together. A lot of fun, nostalgic 
uh, old Jurassic Park feels um, with new stuff. Uh, and it was neat. It, it showed what we kind of wanted in those last ones of just like what it'd be like if dinosaurs just got out. Well, this is after they got out. So awesome. Yeah, shit's fucked up. Um, I too watched a black phone and I liked it a lot. But hear me out. <laughs> I so uh, I, I really did. <laughs> I liked it a lot. And uh, by the end, I'm like, yeah, so great. But like, gosh, I don't. It's not a spoiler, but like the whole. So the thing I'm just not sure about is everything's great about it. Um, it's set in reality, but the main crux of the movie is not set in reality to me and like it's not like it takes me out but it's just like the whole basis of this movie is not real when everything about the movie is made to be very real Mike help me out I'm Reebster help so, me so out so not huge on, not, not huge on the paranormal type side of it right or? so like I, I mean I, I can understand that yeah I get it you know, and they they do plenty of backstory with the mom and yeah. and the girl, and you're like, okay, so the boy probably has some too, obviously, if he's hearing this phone ring. But it's just like, well, see, and you know, that's one thing. I don't even know what the boy. Does. I don't know if the, I don't know if it's just like the phone itself is like a haunted phone, and his sister also happens to have the visions or the dreams or whatever. Yeah, I, I don't I, I don't know how that all exactly worked because because he's not because I don't see that I don't see the boy see having him as a, anything I, like that ever again. Kind of yeah, around. no, I, he's not gonna. I don't think he's gonna have that. Right. Whereas, like the only other, but it seems like it does seem like how the uh, the uh, the grabber or whatever could hear the phone though. Right. Yeah, you know, which they kind of talked about, which they which I think one of the voices on the phone you now said that he can hear the phone. So it's not that I need it all explained for me. It's right. just it's just that element of paranormalish stuff. Just was like ah, I I don't know. I in spite of that, I, I like the movie a lot. Yeah. I mean, hell, it's yeah, the great seventies vibe without being crazy. Ethan Hawke mm-hmm. was outstanding and a great mask and a great bad guy and. Actually, that mask was really freaking cool. Yeah, it was. I really liked it because he could change up different parts of that mask. Yeah. That was actually really neat. That was – I'm giving my props on that. Absolutely. That uh, and and those two kids. I was going to say, kids, that girl. Really, the, really good. They were fucking awesome little actors. They were yeah. great. So I liked Especially it. that girl. Especially that girl. She's, yeah, man. I can't wait to see what she – you know, she – could do some stuff later. I mean, it's she was just really, really good. I love seeing her just jump in and start fighting the boys. And hell yeah, she was badass. So hey, I gotta, I gotta ask you though. Uh-huh. So is it just me, or unfortunately, did the dad kind of look a lot like Tad? <laughs> <laughs> it's in there. <laughs> just, I was just, just kind of like. Well, yeah. I, I think that's how Tad looks when he wakes up in the morning, <laughs> without the hair slicked down. But Jeremy Davies, man, I love that dude. He's. He's perfect. He's typecasted for that shit asshole dad, but but you know what? At least man, at so least good. he had a bit of a story arc. He did. He got you know, which is like normally it just, they don't do something like that. But it's nope. like it may not have been a huge one. But like uh, okay, you know, he, at least 
uh, at some point he put his dad pants on. It's like, yep. Okay, maybe you're not a complete, Ooh. you know, so insufferable dick. So all yeah. right, definitely worth a watch. And then the last one I watched was the Bob's Burger movie. Mm-hmm. It was hilarious and amazing and awesome, and I loved it. But yeah, that's what I watched, and we all watched. Thanks, Jason. You're welcome, Mike. Okay, listeners, it's time to let your fingers do the walking on Twitter. Vote for which of us has the right answers with poll position. From now on, like your parents were, you are the secret force of poll position. And I wonder who got the right answer on the last poll that finished. And let's take a look. Why are you looking at me? Let's take a look back. Well, you were part of the poll. I just, that's all. You're the only one that you can look at? I'm the only one you can look at. That's right. So we're going to look back at the uh, episode 264. The question was, what are the best monster species? I think I put an H in there. It doesn't belong. Um, uh, This was sadly, uh, Andy was not on the show. So it was just me, Insane Mike, Jason, and Ted. And do you remember answers? Okay, I'll tell you. Insane Mike said, Gilmans and werewolves. The right answer. Kissing up to the girlfriend. Uh, Jason <laughs> put Kaiju, kissing up to Brian, who isn't even on Twitter because I'm an idiot. <laughs> One of these days. I know. I was hoping that would get him there. I know. I, for, I need to check and see if it did. Doubt it. And zombies. And then Tad said gremlins and gorilla wolf mother effers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you're not going to believe this, but. Tad came in last with 15% of the vote. Aww. I could have swore the gorilla wolf mother effers was going to do it. Would have gotten a His few like, laugh. Oh, that's funny and clever yep. kind of votes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so Tad. Yeah. Um, and then so lastly, I guess we'll do the winner with 46% of the vote. It's Jason. What? I know. <sighs> You were so close with 38%, man. God dang, I even voted this time. Even, did you really? Hot. I, think, I think it was this one I voted for. <laughs> I don't even remember. I'm pretty sure it was. All right, well, let's get into today's question. It's, uh, it's going to be a weird, fun one. Um, the question is, what are the worst ways to die on the road? I know, crazy. So when I first uh, thought of this one, I personally wasn't worried necessarily about connecting them to movies just because my brain's not as powerful as all your guys's. But um, I know you guys will have plenty. All yours are all connected to movies, so we can all help each other out. But I just wanted to think about death and how fun it is to die on a highway in a car. I'm just kidding. (laughs) So we're going to do a snake draft like we always do. We're going to do two rounds. And so... On to the random sequence generator. Mike's going to be one. I'll be two. Andy will be three. Reebster will be four. Beep, boop, boop, beep, boop, boop, beep, boop, beep. And, oh, look at that. We got Andy first. And then Jason second. And then Reebster third. And Insane Mike last. All right, Andy, you're up first. What's the first pick? Okay, are we doing this movie-wise or just in general? Is this a general or a movie? I still need really, I need to clarify. Well, mine are all general, but everyone else's is movie. So you can do whatever you want. Whatever you think is the worst way to die. Worst way to die. All right, I'll, I'll just do general. Okay. 
I'll just do general. Um, <clears throat> I unfortunately know a guy that this happened <gasps> to oh. with, uh, and, and yeah, it was on Unsolved Mysteries, actually. Um, oh. It was a guy I used to work with in Hastings. Um, he, he went missing for uh, several years, actually. And what happened to him was he went off the road and <clears throat> his Jeep went into a drainage ditch <gasps> and he was unable to get out. And he had a girl, he had another, he had, a, I think he had his wife with him. And um, the, the Jeep went down into the drainage ditch. They were unable to get out of the Jeep and they drowned. So that, that was my I number would one. Say, yep. I would say drowning in a uh, drainage ditch. Had a friend well, in college go just, out that way too. Jesus drainage God. ditch. Ew. Yep. On his way home over Christmas or Thanksgiving vacation, didn't come back. Um, all right. Well, that's terrible. Okay, so, <laughs> but I also took my pick. I'm gonna go my. Okay, so drowning clearly awful, but this one. Um, is right up there for me. It's a uh, car on fire. Yeah. That's bad. That's in lots of movies. Dying in flames in a car. Yeah. Any of your favorites? I honestly can't think of one, but that was one I was going to say as far as what I would think would be the worst way to die in, in, a, in any situation, let alone in a car. But, you know, yeah. Ugh. All right. Mike Reeb, what's your pick number three? All right, well, I'm gonna say falling off a motorcycle and getting partially uh, de body gloved. Oh my lord, de gloved! <laughs> oh Jesus! Partially de body gloved. I've never de heard that. De body <laughs> gloved. <laughs> that, the word is road rashed alive. I guess. Oh. Road rash, <laughs> dear lord! All yeah, right. but but the glove, the body glove sounds much worse. It does. <laughs> yes, it does. Uh. <laughs> it, it reminds me of um, uh, Pyramid Guy from uh, Silent Hill when he just rips the skin. <laughs> yeah. Oof. Uh. All right, insane Mike, you got the next two picks, four and five. Mm. Okay, so I would have to say one of the worst ways is thinking you're going to make it across the train tracks, but oh, you don't. Train. You get hit straight on by a train. That's Ooh. happened to me, actually. That's a good, yeah, that's one of Andy's best, <laughs> worst, best stories. Yeah. And then, so then my next pick, um, I was looking at my list because mine is all movies, and I want to share those when we're done with this because um, i got some cool ones on here. But I'm going to go with, like, from Hereditary, Yes. Uh, sticking your head Ooh. out the window, getting it chopped off by a freaking telephone pole or something. Oh, yeah. The hereditary definitely was on the list. Decapitated by phone pole or decapitated. I mean, that was always like a childhood fear of mine, too, you know? Really? Like, like I didn't ever want to stick my head out the oh. window. I mean, I would. Yeah, of course. But there's that, always that thing in my head <laughs> of like, it's, I'm oh. going to get my head chopped off. Something's so going to. Did it? Did that? So when you watched Hereditary, did that reach down in there and get you? Like, did you feel and it from childhood? It was. I think I was just in shock and awe of that something really happening happened? in the movie. Oh, I mean, <laughs> come uh, on! It was right. In the <laughs> I'm begin- just kidding. 
that was just for you. Yep. Um, <laughs> no, I, yeah, just the whole, that whole moment was just such shock and awe anyway that like, it didn't really trigger anything, but is probably the standout moment of that movie for me. Oh yeah. For most of us. All right. Back around Mike Reeb, you're back up again. All right. Well, mine's going to be a movie reference as well. And yep. it's going to be on the interstate and then a log truck falls yep. apart in front of you. Gosh. Because everybody yeah, thinks about list. that every time they see that. And that was Final Destination 2, right? Yep, Final okay. Destination Part 2. Okay, cool. I, I I thought I had it right, but I couldn't remember. Dang it. That's a good one. <laughs> Dang it. Well, okay. Um, well, that sucks. Um, okay, <laughs> so uh, my next pick, pick seven here. I I think we all might have this fear to not that it would happen but i think sometimes maybe we think it about it when we get in a car and we put our key in the key ignition and we go to turn it we've seen so many movies oh. where that car explodes yeah. Yeah, too many mafia movies yeah <laughs> car bomb yeah yep. casino yeah man there's sometimes you just let your brain go and you're just like what who's out to get but no. Yeah, car bomb, that's mine. All right, Andy, let's finish this up. I'm going to go with either um, falling rocks or an avalanche from a cliff, and it just, you know, obliterates your car or just um, squashes you, or, you know, you're trapped in that snow and there's just no way oh. to get out. Avalanche by rocks or snow, I would say. Dang. That's a good that's one. A good one. All right, that finishes it up. Anybody have any leftovers? I know you had some movie ones. Yeah, I got I got some movie ones. Go ahead. Oh, I'm gonna say one of my favorites. I'm gonna go the <laughs> the RoboCop uh, toxic waste hit on email when yes. he just hits him and just vaporizes. Yeah. Um, we got to go with uh, Nubbins getting run over by black uh, by Black Maria. <laughs> Yep. yep, that was on my list, yeah. The hitchhiker getting run over by the same Lord Humongous and Wes getting um, completely destroyed by Max and the Road Warrior. Mm -hmm, yep. mm -hmm. And um, just because um, it was one of my favorite deaths in Wrong Turn 2, granted, it did not happen. It wasn't a road accident, per se, but it did happen in the middle of the road. It's when one of the... Uh, I guess one of the cannibal hillbillies um, axes Kimberly Caldwell down the middle, and she just falls in two. Nice. Ugh. Yeah. Reeb, you got some? Yeah, I got I got two of them. Um, I go tire to the face from uh, Death yes. Proof. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Which is so great. And then another personal favorite, oh. surfboard to the head and lethal weapon two. Nice. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love that scene. <laughs> Way too old for that shit. All right, Mike, what do you got? Okay, I got a lot of uh, <laughs> semi semis doing damage oh. here. Um, of course, you got Gage in Pet Cemetery. Oh, Ooh, yeah. Start off, start off dark. Yes. Um, you got the girl who escapes from the hotel. She's still hogtied, or not hogtied, but she's still <laughs> tied up, wearing somebody else's. Face on her face, and then gets yeah. hit by a car in Devil's Rejects. Yeah. Uh, um, squeeping up all them brains. 
I put Jason shoving a hunting knife into Horace's head while Horace is driving the RV, which causes the RV to flip in one of the most epic cool shots in any Friday 13th movie <laughs> from Friday 13th Part 6. Uh, cop getting his head chopped off from that freaky looking axe that the creeper was carrying around in Jeepers Creepers. Mm. Um, running over several times that crazy bitch at the end of The Loved Ones. Um, of course, running over a kid on a bicycle for points in Toxic Avenger. <laughs> and then saving the best for last, Thanks for the ride, lady. Creep show too. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, everybody get your butts over to Twitter at AOTKP and put your votes in for who you think picked the worst ways to die on the road. And that is pole position. All right. Thanks, Jason. Hey, you're very welcome. Guess what? You get to go again. I love it. <laughs> so we're going to start talking about movies. Jason, what's our first one? Oh, this movie is so cool. Uh, I, I I, really wish that uh, Tad would get one of these motorcycle helmets yes. for when he, wears his, when he drives his scooter <laughs> around. I know he's not here, but I meant to send him pictures. I will before this even comes out. He's got to get a helmet like this. It's so cool. But uh, I'm talking about from 1973, Psychomania. They were just ordinary troublemakers as long as they lived. But they returned from beyond the grave with superhuman powers, unleashing an unholy reign of terror that holds an entire community in the grip of Psychomania. Psychomania. Everybody dies, don't they? But some come back. How do the dead come back, Mother? When you die, you've got to believe that you're going to come back. Nothing, 
and nobody can harm you. Psychomania. A young biker gang leader makes a pact with the devil and uses it to win himself eternal life. His gang follow suit and join him on a rampage across the country. Would-be immortals have first to kill themselves, and if their faith wavers at the last moment, they do not come back. Directed by Don Sharp. Music edited starring a bunch of British people nobody knows. Uh, I was going to... Nobody... I don't know... Any of these people. Um, it's my first time watch of this wonderful horror outlaw biker film. Um, I, you know, obviously love, have been really loving uh, 70s uh, films shot on film. And so this just is one more that I like. And it's bikers with cool helmets. I mentioned that. And yeah, I really uh, had a lot of fun with this one. What'd you guys think? Man, you hated it that much, huh? <laughs> Jesus. This was a first time watch for me too. I mean, it was kind of on my it was on my radar for a while and it's, you know, um with a name I, like that, yeah. Psychomania. And yeah, and I just remember the uh the cover, seeing the cover a lot, you know, mm-hmm. and it would uh it would show the helmet and everything and then I noticed that it was also had an alternate title called The Death Wheelers as well um yeah i thought it was i thought it was interesting take i mean i wasn't expecting anything to do with like a frog god or (laughs) however (laughs) like the uh the the well this uh however they gain their power but i mean it was it was interesting nonetheless um it was good for what it was um uh, I guess I was expecting it to be a little bit more macabre. I mean, there wasn't a lot of uh, traditional horror per se. You know, when they came back, they just they came back. They just looked as just as normal as they did. You know, was when they were alive, which you know, I mean, it was it was okay. But I guess I was just expecting something different. I mean, just because I expected something different doesn't mean I did disliked it i mean there was there were some cool scenes you know i mean there was a guy like uh the one and one that particularly stands out is um when i guess i guess you would call them a constable uh wants to ticket this guy's motorcycle and he sees the guy up on the top floor and he says is this your bike he's like yeah he's just like well get down here he's just like well all right and he just jumps from like the 37th floor or whatever the hell that is and um but yeah i mean it was it was a first time watch for me i i enjoyed it um of course you know you know the the bikers are eventually going to meet their fate but i won't i won't spoil that but um yeah it's it's got the look of a traditional you know early 70s movie which is which is kind of a drawing point for me because I like those kind of films as well. But, um, yeah, um, just, uh, uh, technically a zombie biker gang, but it's, it's early seventies fun. Reeb. Um, actually, yeah, I've seen this one. I saw this once probably like 25 years ago and I'll say I actually enjoyed it more this time around. Um, 
you know, the, the funniest thing about it is like, well, what lesson do we learn? It's like, well, when you kill yourself and come back from the grave, you become an asshole. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well. I mean, because, you know, because you know, the, the gang is actually, okay, yeah, they're, they're hooligans, they're pain in the asses, but they're kind of likable at first. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't hate these. I mean, like the leader, I'm like, I kind of like the guy a little bit. You know, he, mm-hmm. he had, you know, had a certain charisma about him, but then they come back, it's like, ah, oh, you guys are just dicks now. You know, they're, they're just, you know, uh, George Sanders, though, the uh, kind of like the servant or butler type guy. He was actually really pretty cool. I liked him a lot Shadwell. in this movie. Yeah, he, he was actually kind of awesome. Yeah. He, he, that was a lot of fun. Um, it, it's amazing how not broken their bodies were from uh, falling off. <laughs> They should have they should have been, you know, a little worse for wear, don't you think? That and um you know what, um I, I think any police or whatever probably have an issue with you not burying a body deep that you know, deep enough into the ground with the head still heading uh, above the uh, ground when they uh, buried him. Right. Uh yeah, it was On like that was actually it was kinda that was kinda silly. But I mean, overall, it, it was—it's your classic, uh, you know, almost kind of you know seventy slower Euro horror, which I always kind of dig. Yeah. Okay, I want to disclaimer right off the bat oh. that I really do like this movie. I do. I really like it a lot, but I have some things. <laughs> um, this is this was a first time watch for me as well. I've all I've heard of this movie dating all the way back to when I was first getting into horror movies because I th- believe this is a public domain movie. At least if if not, it must have been super cheap to get the rights to to release because every shitty VHS company released uh, Psychomania. Um, oh yeah, I had my Good Times video. <laughs> exactly, Good Times had it. You name it. Um, and but I had never seen it, and I, I was kind of in the end under the assumption that Andy was that it the movie was going to be much darker than it was the concept is awesome I love the concept very much so so going into it um you can easily have like a misconception of what you're going to get um going in with with the wrong expectations like the idea of this hoodlum biker gang that figures out how to be immortal and to do whatever the hell they want could could lead to some really cool, creepy stuff. This movie does have the misfortune. And I'm going to say this again by saying that I, I love these type of films. But does have the misfortune with that concept of being a British production in the early 1970s. Um, does, does not ruin the movie for me, per se, but it is a different movie than what I was probably was expecting all these years. The fact that there's really no atmos- atmosphere to this movie. Um, it's 75% in the daylight. Um, it, it's, it's almost more comical. Like this, this movie has kind of a doc, Doctor Fibes vibe to me, even though Doctor Fibes does even go do, go darker than this movie does, and I love Fibes, but this this blend mixture of British horror and British comedy, like the the montage scene where all the bikers are killing themselves, yeah. some of that stuff was hysterical. The guy skydiving, <laughs> right. like that's like right out of Happy Death Day too, you know. Um, but uh, so. 
again, I, I, I emphasize the fact that I like this movie and I enjoyed it. It takes it it does take a long time to get yep. to the biker's immortal stuff. And when yeah. it does, that stuff is great. The scene, they just don't care. They go and do whatever they please. Riding their motorcycles around in a freaking grocery store. Now, there's a lot of like, you know, you know, kills and whatnot in this movie, but it's all like, oh, I got bumped by the motorcycle. And like nothing really gruesome or anything. You know, these bikers, if they kill you, they just hit you with their motorcycle and that's what kills you <laughs> kind of thing, which is, which is fine. And it's all like... A lot of the deaths is off screen because every time it's like yeah, it's it's relatively tame. They go to the police. Yeah, the the two main go to the police station, and you know they ride their bikes into the police station, and then when the detectives show up or constables or whatever show up, everybody in the station's dead. Everybody's dead now. Um, so it's a lot of that, and which is again, which is which is fine, but just giving you. If you've never seen this movie, giving you um, what to expect, um, but yeah, I, I feel like it it was trying to blend comedy with with the horror, but uh, not enough on the horror. Although I do love that grocery store scene; they freaking they freaking kill a baby in that. Yeah, they they, do. Yeah. they run a motorcycle run over the carriage yeah. intentionally. Yeah, head on to a baby carriage. Someone alert Erica now. Yeah, she probably already She's knows. She's got this on Blu-ray, probably. <clears throat> One of my favorites. And it's a woman who does it, too. It's right, yeah. It's Erica. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, one of my favorite um, moments in the movie is when the, the main biker guy, the one that they they bury when he's dead on his motorcycle, <laughs> sitting straight up, barely the dirt, yeah. barely covering him. Yeah. But, but it's all, it's as ridiculous as that is, it's all worth that resurrection moment when the dirt explodes and the motorcycle's popping out. And, like, I I didn't watch it close enough, so it's probably easier to figure out how they did it, but I was impressed. I was impressed. <laughs> call, me, call me, yeah, call me crazy, but um, when a motorcycle engine is completely compacted and caked with dirt, I mean, how does it just automatically start is... Yeah, I know, but uh, it was still a cool image, cool shot. Of Does like the resurrection up. thing apply to like the motorcycles too? It apparently, must, you know, because it must. And when all the others died, like they found their motorcycles right away. Like where do you, where did the motorcycles <laughs> all end up? Um, uh, and I wondered though too though if like uh, Cemetery Man was had, took a little inspiration from this because th- that has like an amazing guy on a motorcycle exploding from the grave moment. Um, yeah, so not much on the real, you know, eerie, creepy factor as it probably could have been based on the concept. The concept alone is, is, is sound is pretty cool. Um, but, uh, definitely has that seventies British production aesthetic, which I, which I do like. So I appreciate it for that. Wish it would have got to the point a lot quicker. Would have loved to have seen more mayhem from the undead biker gang. Um, but uh, I also do love those morgue tanning beds. Like, what, what was with those like, uh, like little cupboards that they put dead bodies in? I've never seen a morgue like that before. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty yeah, cool. It's... it's like a Japanese hotel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you guys can watch this on Shutter. Heard of it? Yeah, it's a cool. Place. I have heard of it. Good. Awesome. So yeah, so Psychomania, yay. 
Andy, what's our next movie? Our next movie comes to us from 2010, and it is called The Violent Kind. Three best friends. Man, it's a damn shame nobody really comes up here anymore. Looking for a good time. But when the fun ended, their night. Hello? Anyone out there? Was only beginning. night at a secluded farmhouse deep in the North Cali- Northern California woods, a small group of hardened young bikers and their girlfriends are tormented when one of the girls becomes savagely possessed and a gang of rockabillies, seemingly from the 1950s, des- descends upon them to collect what is growing inside her. Okay, I bought this DVD when it first came out. Oh, um, I've seen this at least four or five times, and I like it every t- every time more every time I watch it. Um, this uh, basically to elaborate more on on the storyline, um, it's uh, these these bikers go up to you know uh, this secluded uh, farmhouse, and it's for a birthday party for one of the biker's mothers and a lot of them all pan out and this said biker has an ex-girlfriend that shows shows up there and a lot of them are you know that there's it's 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 a tense situation and he's kind of on the outs with the biker club anyway but anyway um the the said girlfriend leaves with her new douchebag boyfriend and as these the two bikers start arguing, you know, about a, a deal that went wrong. Uh, the girlfriend comes back and she's caked in blood and it's played by Tif- Tiffany Shepis. And I think her performance in this is just freaking awesome. Oh yeah. Um, you know, and she's just, uh, and it's, it's partially her blood. It's partially somebody else's. They don't know, but, um, and it all ends up having to do with this rockabilly gang that it eventually invades the home. But however, there are certain parts of the movie where um, there's like this. It seems like the fabric of reality is being torn and people are experiencing this and they're kind of, you know, losing their sen- their sense of consciousness and um there's there's more girls and family members you know that are there they're staying there overnight but they're trying to uh keep this uh Tiffany Shepis's character in bed because she's thrashing around she's violent as hell i mean she bites a guy's fingers off i mean she's fucking going nuts um but there's 
the best way I can describe it, I believe that they were aliens that have been um, incubating in bodies over the years trying to find a queen. And this queen is incubating inside Tiffany Sheffis's body. And uh, it's, 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 it's a very strange movie. But it's like I said, it's also a very violent movie because, and most of the violence comes from oh, yeah. uh, Tiffany Shepis's character. And there's great one-liners like "bitches in there crawling on the ceiling." Um, <laughs> but um, it's a very, very unique. Um, it's a very unique movie, but I think in in a weird sort of way, it almost kind of. Um, and it's this is a bit of a spoiler when I say this. It almost kind of borrows from life force in a sense with that um, whole alien takeover sort of thing. Because, I mean, it's such a... It's not like a crazy left turn, like, you know, Adolf Hitler's in it or anything. But, I mean... <laughs> um, but it's 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 just different in a very good way, and I, I I really really like this movie, and this is the one that I wanted you guys to watch because I was curious what you guys would think of it. Think of it. Okay. Anyway, I'm gonna shut up now, and I'll give you guys the floor. All right. Well, not it. Not as big of a fan as you are. Um, I don't know. They. I was bored the first hour. The first hour, I'm kind of like. First of all, I didn't care about any of these characters to begin with. I, I just, there was like nothing, I, you know, you had the, like, the, I guess like the main kind of baby face type guy who yeah. pretty much did nothing but get the shit beat out of him the entire movie. <laughs> he did. Um, it, it's like he, you know, every time he got like a one up, it's like, oh, but we're going to knock you back down again. So he was pretty much a non-effective throughout the entire movie. Um you know, the opening credits, I'm like, oh, great, we're ripping off Devil's Rejects with these opening credits by doing, like, the little stop when you, you know, start doing, like, a little scene, then you're going to stop and pause it, and then stop and pause it, and it's like, ugh. And then I'm like, and so, you know, they're doing the whole thing, that everything's going crazy. I'm like, now I'm watching Evil Dead. Okay, fine. Which, you know, I love Evil Dead, but, you know, I've seen it enough to where the Evil Dead story doesn't excite me, you know? So, but then... Then, when is it Vance, Vance, or whatever, the main Rockabilly guy, when he shows up? Mm -hmm. Vernon. Okay, this last half hour, I'm thoroughly enjoying this last half. This guy made the movie watchable for me. I mean, I'm like thoroughly enjoying this guy. He's fun. This actor was a lot of fun to watch. He, he, was, he was chewing that scenery up left and right. Oh, yeah. He, he was fun. The other Rockabilly guys. You know, were actually really pretty fun too. Jazz. You know, so yeah, it was jazz. Jazz had some stuff going on. I, I, I kind of liked what they had going on, you know. Um, and then even at the very end, you know, like the way, like, uh, is, is it Vance? Vernon. Is it? Vernon. 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 When he shows up at the end, hey, you didn't say goodbye. Like, Dude, <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of dug that. I, I love the yeah. way they did that. And that was actually really kind of cool. Um, the only other character I really kind of liked in the uh, was uh, Shade, and yeah. Yeah. she was actually, she was actually really pretty cool. Um, one thing that was kind of you know the, one you know and I I've, I I feel like I I feel like I'm kind of shitting on the movie in a way because 
but, but you know, the, the, those reasons, you know, where it reminds me too much of other movies, it's also kind of the reason why I thought, like, The Void was, <sighs> great, I've seen these movies before. We're just putting them all in one other movie now. <laughs> you know, but, um, but, you know, but it was kind of, it, the one thing I will, uh, the other thing I will give her props for, it's nice to see, like, these actors and even the directors have all done a lot of work together. You know, because I think the movie they made before this was the uh, Prom Night remake, which, from what I understand, is, I've never seen it, but I heard it's quite the snooze fest. But I can appreciate the fact that these guys, you know, this felt like a little bit lower budget. So, you know, if they took what they made from Prom Night to make this, I can respect that. And I, sure. I, I, I give them some props on that for making, like, their own more independent movie. But, like I said, that last half hour, loved it. That, that last half hour was great. Yeah, that's, that's what made me give it two and a half stars. But otherwise, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm uh, so okay. So I'm I'm probably similar to the Reeb, where like I didn't like it as much as Andy, but I also don't want to shit on it because I did like it. But I think I'm the opposite of the Reebster, where. I like the first half because I'm like, here's a biker movie, um, and then like, then it got fucking weird with aliens. What? What is happening to this movie? I just wasn't. I don't know. I didn't respond well to that left turn, I guess. And I uh, and I totally agree that Vernon was amazing. Uh, did a great job. Stole the show. He was awesome. Tiffany Sheppis acted her ass off and could not have oh, been yeah. a fun shoot because she's just drenched in blood the whole time. And yeah, Taylor Cole or Shade, she was great. I, everybody was fine. I I was just just trying to deal with it for a, a badass biker gang movie, you know, like a, a low-budget movie of the Sons of Anarchy or whatever. And, yeah. and then it just went fucking left turn on me and I'm like, what the fuck is happening? And why? Or I don't know. It's kind of lost me a little, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's totally not a bad, bad movie. I mean, I liked it more than Mike did. Segway. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Andy, I was, I was not a fan. I'm sorry. Um, this is on Sundance, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let me explain. Okay. <laughs> okay. First of all, Aliens? That's that's what happened. I that's because Andy I'm says assuming. So. I'm assuming so. It has if you, to be I mean, that. If, if you watch at the end, it you has know, to it's be just that. like I am definitely way more in um, Mike Reeb's camp on this. Um, uh, I, the first half of the movie, yes, I was not into it at all. Um, I did not like any of the characters. I had no attachment to the characters. I, I and I can watch a movie where. You know, characters are assholes. I mean, I like Psychomania, and those were all, all asshole assholes. characters. But uh, but there was still something charming about them. There was no charm to these guys whatsoever. No. Um, uh, I will say Tiffany Shepis is a shining light of this movie. I yeah. and, and it may be a biased opinion, maybe. Sure. But uh, but she was a saving grace for me, um, especially with the first half. Uh, you know, when she's getting all possessed and stuff and all that stuff is fun and cool. But again, it also is like, you know, how many possession movies have I seen? But this time it's Stephanie Shep, Tiffany Shepish. So that makes it cooler. Yeah. Um, 
that 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 keeps me in it just that bit longer. And I and I do feel the same way. I feel like it's probably one of her best performances ever. And she yeah, did have yeah. to. I would imagine she had to go through hell to do that movie. You know, all the way down to being butt ass naked oh. on a coffee table for you know all greased up for the very fi- finale of the movie. Um, that couldn't have been fun either. Um, no, um, but uh, Re- Reapster, it's April Fool's Day that the Butcher Brothers also did. And, oh, okay. Um, God damn it. I'm going to have to watch the <laughs> April Fool's Day remake now because it does have that actor in it, the guy who plays Vernon, Joe. Uh, I thought uh, I heard yeah. it was Gender. all right. Yeah. And he was also really good in the movie Holy Ghost People, if you've ever seen that. It's about a cult. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm, well, here's the thing. I'm going to have to watch more of those movies because once the Rockabilly gang showed up, this to me is the same thing as <laughs> Psychomania. Only Psychomania clicked with me better, but it's, it's just takes too long to get to where it, where it is intended to go. So, because yeah. once you know, unlike Jason, once the Rockabilly gang showed up, that was the coolest part. I wanted an hour and a half of that, <laughs> not the last 20 minutes. You know, I wanted like, you know, they they hint at it at the end by showing the uh, the uh, missing person posters and where these people come from, but I still would have enjoyed maybe some more backstory of those guys. They I could have done a 50s. whole. A whole siege movie of those guys torturing and 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 holding them captive and wanting to do this big ritual and you know getting to do the ritual, but then it goes wrong. But then it works. Um, and the guy, the 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 leader of the rockabilly gang, Vernon, is freaking awesome. I loved that kid. He has got such charisma on screen. Um, I love the character. I love the portrayal of the character. I love his dialogue. Um, you know, those moments, it's like, uh, it's like when Mike said that the scene where the, the, the two get away, but then Vernon shows up again, but he lets him go. And he has that, that one line there that I kind of feel like reverberates through that whole last half hour of like, you know, I do really like you guys. I really do. (laughs) That's why I'm going to let you go. But at the same time, this is going to be way worse for you than if I would have just killed you now. You know, uh, or whatever the line is, but that's the intent. And that, yeah, yeah. to me, is Vernon through that whole thing. I really feel like he was, it was more than just, you know, just torturing and fucking with them. Like, he, there's there's the thing of that he didn't want to kill them, that maybe he did actually really like those people, but he has an agenda, you know, and, and their misery is part of that agenda, you know, and... Oh, he was just so cool. The whole Rockabilly gang in general, I, I really, really liked and would have liked to have seen more. Like, the girls just felt like they were, the Rockabilly girls just felt like they were there to, to dance and do some, you know, Trixie and dancing. Pussy Wagon. Yeah. <laughs> they, they were there to be pretty. They Exactly. They were eye candy. And so it would have been nicer to develop their characters a little bit more. You know, I feel like this is that thirty minutes or however long it was with the with the rockabilly gang is what uh, sometimes they uh, sometimes they come back should have been, you know. So ah. I feel like uh, that was the saving grace of this movie. It just it just came way too late, man. Way too late. So I can't I can't give it a thumbs up because like. It's just I feel like the script script wise it's poorly paced and when you read the description it dawned on me it's like the point was to get to this rockabilly gang scene 
um, because it's in the description that you read, but it just takes way too long to get there. They should have got there sooner and and really padded that out and developed that a lot more. They hinted at him in the beginning a little bit with the guy whistling Pop Goes the Weasel and them killing the old man. But it, but them killing the old man was all off screen. So, yeah. Um, I will say this, um, and this guys will probably make you chuckle. The first autograph that I ever got from like a horror celebrity was Tiffany Shepis, and she signed my insert nice. to this DVD. Oh, nice, Aww. cool. Yeah, that's cool. Cool. I mean. I would want to sit down with her now and talk to her about this movie. Oh yeah, she, uh, yeah. When I when I when I came up to her table, um, and this was in Denver, I believe, um, and she had already signed one of my buddy's uh, DVDs, and I think it was Delta Delta Die, and she was like, "Oh God, <laughs> you actually watched this." You know, and he's kind of like, oh, yeah, I kind of liked it. I kind of like these kind of movies. Like, oh, you know, and she was very nice to him. She didn't put him down or anything. And um, I had come up later with uh, the violent kind, and she's just like, fucking yes. And she's like, <laughs> high fiving me and shit. And like, all this, like, oh, well, apparently she liked making this movie. So, um, but yeah, she was totally cool about it. She was, she was very, very excited that I brought the violent kind for her to autograph. Yeah, and apparently, cool. she's, awesome. she, apparently, she's pretty proud of this one. So, okay. And she, she should, be. and she, yeah. absolutely, because for her, her performance, performance, she should be. Yeah. Yeah. What she does in that movie. And again, her stuff is great. The Rockabilly Gang stuff is great. It's just, at the end of the day, too little, too late. The good stuff's good. I'm glad I watched it. But yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm glad I watched it too because again, this is Joe. Is it Engender? Engender. Engender. I'm gonna have to check out more of his stuff. Yeah. I just really, really like that actor. So. And everybody can watch this one on Tubi. Or not Tubi. All right. <laughs> All right, Mike. What is our last film for this episode? Our last film for the uh, episode is Wild Zero. Okay, Wild Zero. This was this was something else. So, put us. Well, I'm gonna put it in the simplest terms possible. Classic story of boy meets girl, boy and girl fall in love, boy loses girl during the zombie apocalypse brought upon by space aliens. Boy needs help of his rock and roll blood brother, the Guitar Wolf, 
to give him the courage and power he needs to find this girl again. Boy and girl live happily ever after. Yes. And that's just a, that's just the simplest terms of it. Um, this movie is just batshit crazy. It is so over the top. Um, you know the other you know because that's the basic story. Um, aliens have taken over the world and they're turning into this whole zombie apocalypse. Um, they're the uh, the boy. He is he's a big rock and roll fan. And he's just trying to, I think he's just trying to get to a concert. Um, this band that, um, I'm not even sure what their name is, but they all, but the band members go by the names of Guitar Wolf, Bass Wolf, and Drum Wolf. And they kind of like have like little, some supernatural powers going on. Um, these guys get into a fight with, uh, I suppose, like their promoter or manager, wind up taking something from him. Um, the, the boy winds up helping out, which causes them to become him and Guitar Wolf to become Blood Brothers. Guitar Wolf like, is okay. the name of the band. Yeah, that's too. the full name of the band. Guitar Wolf is the name of the band. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, they become Blood Brothers. Um, the band is really kind of awesome because they have like this. Uh, we're kind of going with like this rockabilly type feel again, you know, almost or rockabilly slash Ramones type thing. Constantly yeah. combing yeah. back the hair, acting all real cool and everything. <laughs> Um, it's that Japanese lots. rockabilly, which is such yes. a neat thing. Yes, man. So <laughs> I want to. Cool. I want to listen to uh, <laughs> this band. Want to find um, the music is amazing. Actually, the I'm music is really freaking cool in this movie. Um, and then, but yeah, um, the guy's just you know he falls in love with this girl at the gas station. He winds up saving her. You know, going back and saving her from because he sees there's a zombie apocalypse happening. They try to get away. He kind of freaks out at one point, and they kind of get separated. There's another girl in this who's kind of a like a arms smuggler, arms dealer, or whatever. Um, after a while, I will say though, this movie is actually for only being eighty, just under a half an hour. I mean, just under an hour and a half. This movie probably would have been better forty minutes shorter. It could have easily been tightened <laughs> yeah. up. I mean, yeah, because yeah, because it it's, it's like it it's, it's one of those kind of like it's like you know because I remember like when uh, Kung Fury came out, that was like the coolest forty-five minutes I'd ever seen, and I think this could have done the exact same thing if they had kind of kept to that under hour type thing, but they just put too many characters, too much going That's on. That's what it was. Well, too I, many characters, yeah. absolutely. But I do love the whole thing with the promoter. Getting his car all full of guns to go <laughs> after the rock band after they blew his fingers off in the office. It's like that was yeah. actually he was actually freaking hilarious. The the promoter seals uh, <laughs> steals the show from me. He's 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 yeah. he's, he's, he's actually a pretty he's a badass, right? I mean, he's just not taking any shit from anybody. <laughs> he wants to go find. He wants to go get kill all the members of Guitar Wolf, but. He's doing it in like these sparkly red wigs and booty shorts. The whole yeah, shorts. Oh my god! Shorts that are split all the way. They're short shorts, and then they're, they're still yeah. split all the way up the side and just tied together. Mm-hmm. On, and oh my, oh my god. god, it's just hilarious. And his car is absurd. I mean, just everything about him is just so memorable. Um, but yeah, it's just it's a great, great, great character. I would say I enjoyed the movie. 
I wish I could have loved it. I should have loved it, but it was just way. It was for what it was. It was just to me. It was like way too long. I agree with that. Um, I I I really like this movie, but I don't love it. And I think part of it is is like you said, too many characters, which is what really pads out yeah. the running time. You know, too many characters. Like I think. The mentality is, well, you have a zombie movie, you got to bring in more characters to have zombie food, you know, zombie mayhem, right? But because it just felt like there were several characters that were introduced just to be zombie fodder. And it just was, it was just, I don't know, too much. Let's just, let's just focus on, let's focus on the one guy, his love interest, the band and the promoter. And, and that's all you really needed. I mean, because I kind of every time um, Guitar Wolf was on screen, I'm like, it, it. That's when it really goes off the rails, and I freaking love it. You know, there's just zombies running around everywhere, attacking and whatnot. But but the two two of the band members, the the background band members, are just just standing there combing their hair oh, over yeah. and over and yeah. over, you know, just combing their hair constantly throughout the movie. Uh, even though there's zombies everywhere, they're just cool as cucumbers. And I love the godlike mythos that they put the band on the pedestal of it just really reminds me of you mentioned ramones earlier but like rock and roll high school where you know that's 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 kind of how the ramones are kind of portrayed or forgive me but kiss meets the phantom of the park you know it's just (laughs) like you have these other characters that that the story is about then you have the gods that is this mega supernatural rock band and i just love how you know, nothing rattles the feathers of any of the band members at all. Not not when, like, um, you know, the leader, Guitar Wolf, <coughs> is in the building and the promoter is shooting bazooka ammo at the building, blowing it up. Still doesn't really phase him. You know, it's fine. It's, it's all good. It's a daily occurrence, right? <laughs> That's yeah. right. Nothing rattles him. And I love it. It's just like such a Superman, Jimmy Olsen thing, too. They give... They give the guy the whistle and he blows the whistle and like yeah. Guitar Wolf's like, we got to go. So-and-so's in trouble. And they just, you know, hop in the car, Ace. hop on their bikes and just go. They don't, it doesn't it's, matter. What's that? I do, I do agree with you guys. Well, it's the, the, the guy, the character's name was Ace. Ace. But yeah. um, I do agree that it, this movie is 10 pounds of bat shit in a five pound bag, but... <laughs> For for but they do take I think they do take their uh, zombie makeup school from uh, Dawn of the Dead because the lot they they've got that bluish you know hue to them. Did you guys notice that? You oh yeah, that? yeah. Well, and, the, there was a lot of inconsistencies in the makeup. Um, I feel uh-huh. like I mean yeah, the blue bluish hue is used a lot, which for some reason it seems like uh, have happens a lot in more uh, Japanese style zombie flicks. So yeah. it's whatever. Um but then sometimes it just feels like I'm looking at background zombies that look like they're um zombies from Redneck Zombies and then other ones look like they're from Lucio Fulci's, you know, Lucio Fulci movies and other ones look like they were was... master craft- crafted by Tom Savini. So yeah, there was, was quite some the really mix. good looking ones with with the blood and everything and just the the um all the crap getting ripped off, but uh, I, I do believe that this uh, movie needs a exploding head counter because uh, there was no explo- shit. 
It was. I mean, I will. I will say that that shit was pretty fucking cool. But yeah, exploding every time a gun was fired and it hit the head. I mean, just it was just exploding city every single time. It was great. Yeah, man. Uh, I agree with everything you guys are saying. I love all the good stuff. Um, I, I don't. I don't understand necessarily what happened in the movie, <laughs> but uh, I fucking love the music in this man obviously this this punk rock music is so good you heard it in that trailer alone and like i just i mean i'm like i'm not sure what i'm seeing but i'm listening and this is great and it doesn't stop it's throughout the oh, entire yeah. movie i mean you get scenes of them playing in concert a lot and stuff like that yeah and they are really playing and they're yeah. they're they're not just like a here or there background you get to watch Damn near a whole song, you know. Sometimes it's it's awesome. Yeah, I would even have enjoyed maybe more of that and still less of extra characters. You know what I mean? Yeah, this I'm, is. I'm, a, I'm actually curious. I'm sorry, just it's a, I'm straying a little bit off subject, but I enjoyed the music too. But I'm curious. Does Tobio mean <laughs> Angela? In Japanese. <laughs> okay, I wanted to bring that up, and I only remember I only remember her name as well because uh, Ace says it like thirty thousand times in the last times. twenty minutes of the movie. When he's like, yeah, but what happened there? Was that real? Did I blink and I miss something, or was that like some kind of like his paranoid delusion thing or whatever? It's never addressed after. First of all, all of a sudden Love out of nowhere, no she's standing there. She's standing there naked. They're in the. They're they're trapped behind closed doors, zombies on the outside. He turns around and she's naked and he looks down and he sees something that that, that he wasn't expecting. He wasn't ready for. And he runs yeah. off screaming, but then realizes that he loves her. But it's never it's never really was what got over it, so what? it wasn't rock, part of the rock movie. and roll has no boundaries or genders. I mean, I think that's <laughs> what they're trying to say. That's you know? right. And if that's the case, then great. That's why I want to know because this I movie love is that idea of the fact that you know he kind of freaks out, which is not cool, um, but then comes to realize it doesn't matter. I do love this person, yep, and so, will go to any lengths to be with this person if that means fighting through an entire world of zombies to find her. So technically, that's why I just want, that's why I want to is... know the answer, just because I think that elevates the movie even more if that's the case. Oddly enough, this movie is actually, you know, considering the time we're living in now, this movie is actually 20 years ahead of time in terms of thinking and yeah. acceptance. And it's a zombie movie. Which is which is why that's that that idea is cool. But I just don't know if like if that's just was just like a freak out nightmare fantasy he had or if that really happened because why was she why would she just all of a sudden be naked? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. The director was predominantly known for shooting music videos. That really? might be a shocker. Hmm. Yeah. Weird. Mm-hmm. Well, I felt like it. <laughs> the film was also shot in Thailand with members of the Thai military and their families as zombies. Nice. Yeah. And Tad will be pleased. It not just only has a motorcycle, but it also has a motor scooter in the end. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I'm working hard to get the soundtrack. As soon as the movie was over, oh. I jumped on the computer. I'm, I'm trying to get it. Oh, let me know. Oh yeah, man. I love the music. Yeah. It was it was so good. So good. So good. 
definitely a very very unique movie. I'm, I'm glad oh, I watched yeah. it. I, I'm glad I watched it. It was it was fun. It was it's it's fun. That's one thing I can say for sure about it. It's fun. And the most epic thing of all, man, right there at the end. I won't spoil it, but like I'll just say, Guitar Wolf truly shows his I can do anything skills <laughs> by stopping the aliens. Yeah. Yes, and the yeah, and the aliens. <laughs> No, need to tip their cap to Ed Wood in terms of flying saucers in this movie, <laughs> unfortunately. But I'm I'm willing to accept that. This movie's so fucking crazy. <laughs> God, <laughs> I think it's only on YouTube right now too. So, you can't sadly, yeah, yeah. Oh, awesome! Well, cool. There we go. That is uh, that's it for the movies, guys. But. Don't worry, there's more show to come. We're going to take a quick break so you can hear a promo for our podcast network called the Prescribed Films Podcast Network. The PFPN is home to now 31 different shows of all kinds and flavors. Hey, just like Baskin Robbins. Ooh. 31 flavors. What are you, uh, mint chocolate chip? No, man, it's always uh, peanut butter chocolate. Yeah, you're right. They have the best peanut butter chocolate because it's like thick, hard chunks of peanut butter. You know, it's mm-hmm. not like sm- oh, anyway, so good. <laughs> um, one amazing show on the podcast network is oddly called Chocolate and Peanut Butter. Um, That's not no, true. it's a first time podcast with our very own Tad Good. I figured I'd give Never him a plug since he wasn't on this episode. Yeah. <laughs> so, remember the first time you saw that movie that changed your life? Remember how you couldn't wait until school the next day to tell your friends about it? Well, the first time podcast is sort of like that. But Tad is telling everyone about that first time experience. So check out First Time Podcast and all the amazing shows on thepfpn.com. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. Oh, wow. What is that about? to help you. Thanks. <laughs> so, all right. It's time for segments here. Um, we are going to start off by hearing from you guys, the listeners. Here's Jason with shout-outs. It's time for... Shout-outs! 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 Well, we're not... <laughs> playing all the theme music with our hands <laughs> while that's going on. Always, uh, hey. always air drumming during the yeah. music port. So we asked, what's your favorite biker horror movies? And, and this is what you said. Uh, on our Facebook page, we got Nick Leadham. And he Ooh. says, probably Mandy. It kind of, okay. The bad dudes are always riding yeah. around, kicking ass. That's yeah. true. They, yeah. were on, they were on bikes. Yeah, They were on bikes, yep. And uh, so over on our Facebook group, we got Tim Lennerer says, 
Death Wheelers, a.k.a. Psychomania. There we go. was a lot of fun. I got to see it at the Riverside Drive-In as part of a Monsterama event, and a thick fog drifted into the drive-in during the screening. The image ghosted several times on its way to the screen. Never seen that before or since, and it's also a decent movie on its own terms. And then we got Lisa from the Bad Movie Bunny Podcast on the PFPN. She says, The Lost Boys, always. Oh, Heck yeah. Yes. All right, all right. God, that movie's so good. However, Werewolves on Wheels is fun and on Tubi. <laughs> oh, I should be grateful I didn't put that on the list. I am grateful. I've seen enough of it to know. Chopper Chicks in Zombie Town. That almost made the list, but the only copy I could find was even grainier than Wild Zero. And lastly, we got Brian Clark. He says, Bigfoot is a blast. It features John Carradine, some bikers, and a whole bunch of squatches kidnapping human women for breeding stock. (laughs) God. Awesome. Keeping (laughs) keeping with the Bigfoot theme, Dear God, No. Oh, yeah. And And its sequel, Frankenstein Created Bikers. Oh, is that actually sequel? I knew it was the same filmmakers, but yep. I didn't know. They're fun, modern, low-budget throwbacks to 70s-style exploitation. That's kind of your favorite stuff. Dude, uh, dude yeah. I saw Frankenstein Created Bikers like seven years ago, and I'm still trying yeah. to digest the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those dudes are crazy, those filmmakers. Oh, my goodness. Uh, nothing on Twitter, nothing on Instagram, but, uh, oh, what's this? The phone is ringing. Hello? Hey, attackers. Brian here for my bi-weekly phone call. Sounds like we're talking about motorcycle horror this week. Well, I'm going a little off-track motorcycle horror. The race, science fiction, maybe horror. But I had this movie that I bought on a blind buy that I kind of enjoy called I Bought a Vampire Motorcycle. Fun little vampire motorcycle eating people crazy movie. You could all check it out. Hope you guys have a good week. Bye. Thanks, Godzilla. Thanks. That movie sounds crazy. I'm glad we didn't have him program this show. He probably would have made us watch that. He probably would. And uh, so, yeah, if you want to leave your voicemail and be on the show, you can call 415-952-6857 or 415-95-AOTKP. Leave us that voicemail. Get your voice on the show, and that is shout outs. But we're not done yet, folks. We got part two coming up. I have a feeling it's time for Insane's Picks. That's right. We last left off on the uh, previous episode talking about Herschel Gordon Lewis and inducting him into the Insane's Picks Hall of Fame. Uh, we started off talking about the early part of his career in filmmaking uh, with the Nudie Cuties and his team up with David Freeman. However, Herschel and David uh, felt that the Nudie films had run their course and now it was time to find that next new genre that the studios would not dare touch. Enter the gore horror films. Herschel and David's first film into the gore film genre was the most uh, that 
is what most critics critics consider to be the first gore film, and that is Blood Feast from 1963. Because of the unprecedented nature of this type of film, they were able to cater to the drive-in theater market that would have been inaccessible uh, with their prior skin flicks. Blood Feast pushed the limits of gore and violence that had never been seen on the big screen before. It was composed, shot, and directed by Herschel Gordon Lewis, written by Allison Lewis Down, uh, from, uh, and uh, produced by David Friedman. It stars Mal Honor- Arnold, uh, William uh, Carwin, and Playboy Playmate Connie Mason. Uh, the movie is about a, psych- a psychopathic food uh, curator called Fuan Ramsey, played by Mal Arnold, who kills women so that he can include their body parts in the meals for his catering business, and then also uses the body parts to perform sacrifices to his Egyptian goddess Ishtar. Blood Feast was highly successful, grossing $4 million against its tiny little $24,000 budget. Although it was a financial hit for Lewis, it was received very poorly um, uh, from critics who considered it as amateurish and vulgar. I mean, they're not wrong, but it's still a great movie. With a hit on their hands, Friedman and Lewis would quickly continue to exploit this new type of film with 2000 Maniacs in 1964 and then Color Me Blood Red in 1965. The full-color gore on display in these films caused a sensation with horror filmmakers throughout the world becoming eager to splatter their own productions with similar shocking visual effects. Out of the original Blood trilogy, my favorite happens to be 2000 Maniacs. The plot is about a group of northern tourists who are savagely tortured and murdered during a Confederate celebration in a small southern community during their centennial. The film stars Connie Mason again, and also featured the film debut of an actor named, here we go, uh, Telescus Back. Nailed it. Thanks. (laughs) He played the Pleasant Valley Mayor Buckman. Uh, He used the pseudonym Jeffrey Allen, so thank you for that. Uh, it's much easier to pronounce. And all of his appearances, he used that pseudonym in all of his appearances um, because he was never a member of the Screen Actors Guild. Lewis was so impressed by his uh, impersonation of su- of a Southern accent that he hired him to appear in many of his other films, such as Moonshine Mountain in 1963, This Stuff Will Kill Ya in 1971, and Year of the Yahoo in 1972. With 2000 Maniacs, Herschel also... Um, started another subgenre known at the time as exploitation. Herschel himself wrote and sang the theme song to 2000 Maniacs called The South is Going to Rise Again. After Color Me Blood Red, Lewis stopped working with Friedman um, when David decided to move to California, but then Lewis decided to continue making his movies in Florida. After making the family musical film Jimmy the Boy Wonder in 1966, he would return to horror in 1967 with his mostly bloodless vampire film A Taste for Blood, which was in 1967. Many, including Herschel himself, considered A Taste Taste for Blood his best made film. So much so that Roger Corman offered Herschel Gordon Lewis a directing job, but Herschel politely turned it down. A Taste for Blood is an odd film for Herschel, 
where it feels like it's more of a film maker making a film, expressing himself and honing his craft rather than just a businessman trying to make a buck like all of his other movies. This is mostly evident in the fact that the film is almost two hours long, very unlike Herschel Gordon Lewis, um, because it makes it much harder to sell that as a B-movie feature or um, for, for the drive-ins and whatnot. Although yet his follow-up film, Gruesome Twosome in 1967, would bring Herschel Gordon-Lewis back to his gory roots. Uh, when they finished the film, it was too short. Uh, missing the required minimum 70 minutes running time in order to sell it to the drive-in market. So Herschel Gordon-Lewis, in his utter genius, shot a four... Jason's shaking his head, and I Not knew he genius. would. <laughs> Shot a four-minute opening scene between two wig blocks talking, basically describing the entire plot of the film. But gore and horror was not the only type of films Herschel Gordon Lewis was making during this era. He would make films in many other exploitation genres throughout the late 60s. Uh, he would do everything from supernatural horror with something weird, biker films with the classic She Devils on Wheels, which he also wrote the theme song for called Get Off the Road, and... Um, he didn't sing that one because uh, uh, She Devils on Wheels is about a female biker gang, so it's sung by a woman. But the Cramps did a did a cover of that song on one of their albums. That's where I first heard the song was, was by the Cramps, and it's awesome. Anyway, um, so She Devils on Wheels, super awesome. He also <clears throat> did juvenile delinquent films with Just, just for the Hell of It. Uh, he tackled taboo subjects such as birth control with The Girl, The Body, and The Pill, wife swapping, uh, in his movies, like Suburban Roulette, uh, the corruption of the music industry in Blast Off Girls, and not to mention his sexploitation dramas like The Alley Tramp, How to Make a Doll, The Ecstasies of Women, and Linda and Ab Abilene. He even tempted another family film called The Magic Land of Mother Goose. And you know what? All of those films I just mentioned were all made between 1967 and 1969. I should also mention that Blastoff Girls is well known for having a cameo by the real-life KFC founder and spokesperson, Colonel Sanders, whose company supplied Herschel Gordon Lewis, uh, uh, Herschel Gordon Lewis's production company and advertising firm, with fried chicken during productions during the production of Blastoff Girls and several other of Herschel Gordon Lewis's movies. Colonel Sanders insisted on appearing in a cameo at a Kentucky Fried Chicken restaurant located in Wilmette, Illinois. <coughs> so there you go. The, the, uh, the movies of Colonel Sanders. Uh, as the late 1970s begin, and all the topics he thought were too much for the mainstream filmmakers were now starting to be done by everybody, even the studios with much better budgets and much better quality of films. Herschel Gordon Lewis uh, say, uh, uh, says the... Um, well, Herschel Gordon Lewis um, will say the end of his filmmaking career, say goodbye to his end to the end of his filmmaking career uh, coming up um, in just a few more years, but uh, still has a few more chick tricks up his sleeve. So we'll continue that in our next part of Herschel Gordon Lewis, where we talk about his films from the seventies and what he did after that on the next episode of Insane's Picks Hall of Fame. Ooh. Ooh, that'll be fun. 
And that is it, folks. That is all for this episode of Attack of the Killer Podcast. It's time for us to hop on our hogs and hit the open road. Let our bikes take us into the sunset. Mine's a Schwinn. I want to thank Mike <laughs> Reepster for joining us. Thanks, Mike. Mike. Well, thank Mike. you for having me on again, man. It's been a really good time, guys. Good, good. We love having you on, man. And I want to thank all the listeners for uh, joining us and listening to us and all the tackers for their support. Speaking of support, I want to shout out to Andy. He's been getting some screenplays out there. Oh, yeah, some thank you. Yeah. So plug time. Plug if you want. Or yeah. um, send good well, notes. it's the <laughs> L.A. International Horror Film Festival. I was a quarter finalist with my feature, Backwater. Um, it's weird because they didn't tell us who the semifinalists were. So I don't know if I'm a semifinalist in, in that yet, but my short without adult supervision went to the finals in the L.A. International Horror Film Festival as well. Um, I am also a selection in, uh, the shorts in the Northern Horror Film Festival for, uh, without adult supervision. And I'm also in the, I guess would be the finals in for, uh, the feature screenplay competition for Backwater as well in the Northern, uh, Horror Film Festival. Uh, so yeah, yeah, a lot of, a lot of great, great feedback and, um, it's going really well. So. Yay. Congrats, buddy. Cool. Congrats, man. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, definitely. Congratulations. It's awesome. Very happy for you. Very excited. Yeah. All right. That's it, folks. We'll talk to you next time. See ya. Oh no. Could this be the end of? <laughs> Attack of the killer.